Welcome everyone. It's Valley Girls Taste and Tell. I'm Ruby. And I'm Abigail. And today, and today we have a very special guest. We have Koryo Masumoto from Masumoto Farms. Hi, Corio. Thank you for joining us. Hey, uh, I'm Corio. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. To inform our listeners a little about your uh, family farm, I wanted to just say you primarily focus on certified organic peaches, nectarines, apricots, and then grapes for reasons. Yes, we do all that. And it's pretty stressful sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. Is there anything else that I'm missing with that? Or is the, those the primary fruits you focus on? Uh, those are the primary uh, fruits that we focus on. Um, yeah, we've been organic since the 80s. So we're kind wow. of like for, uh, forerunner in that. So what does that mean exactly? Like an organic farm for our listeners? Yeah, uh, what that means is basically we don't use any pesticides or like um, harmful chemicals for uh, the um, the farm or the plants. The only thing that I could say we use like fertilizer and pheromones and pheromones are a uh, tag that we put in the tree that uh, prevents uh, moths from mating because uh, that's actually bad for peach trees. Yes, I've heard about that, about if you, even if you plant a seed next to a previously planted seed area, then mm -hmm. those can mate. Yeah. So you're trying to prevent the fruit to mate with the moths. Right. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, I think I knew what organic meant, but I definitely clarified it with <laughs> your description of it. Right. So I wanted to just kind of focus real quick on the family farm and the the theme of family and so how long has your family owned this land and when did the farm begin the farm we've been farming for four generations so we've uh started in the 1940s i believe since world war ii but back when we first uh started farming uh we weren't farming all 80 acres is like over time we progressively uh bought more land and it's all in one area, so <laughs> we don't have to travel very far. And so it was actually uh, my grandfather who uh, started the farm. And um, that was just a way of income. Um, and so there's that. And then um, my dad started taking over the farm after uh, he went to college at Berkeley. Uh, he uh, has told me many times his plan was not to become a farmer and go into teaching or something like that, you know? And so then um, after my uh, 
dad uh, finished all of that. Then my uh, sister uh, is starting to take over the farm. And um, she's been doing that for at least 10 years. And then for me, uh, I wouldn't say I want to like take over the farm, but I would uh, always want to have like some kind of role in the farm. Definitely. <laughs> and what's your sister's name? Uh, her name is uh, Nikiko Masamoto. Uh, she's a uh, valley poet and artist. So, oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah. We're gonna have to hit her up. We love valley. <laughs> yeah. Supporting the valley. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful yeah. names. I love everyone's names in your family. Thank you. Um, I was gonna uh, say another part about that question about family. So, um, family farm. What that means to me is that all of us have kind of like a roar participating in the farm. You know, so my mom, my sister, my dad, and I will partake. Ooh, I, I'd love to hear each of the roles in mm -hmm. that. That is exciting. And I love that your sister is becoming more of like the operating, like a woman-operated farm. She uh, is definitely like one of the only female farmers, you know, and that's what she says a lot of the time. It's like one of the only young female farmers you know yes I love that how old is she uh she is 35 so she's about six years older than me <laughs> okay oh, that's yeah. good you guys can learn from each other and you've seen different aspects of the farming business <laughs> Definitely. well what do you feel like your culture being Japanese mm -hmm. have any influence in the way that you run your family farm um that's a interesting question I would say um there aren't any special things that we do uh for the farm that are Japanese or that I would consider uh Japanese are part of our culture some people that we work with over the years have been Asian or Japanese like a lot of the trees that we've grafted uh were done by a older Japanese man so yeah. <laughs> no, no. just everything was like learned maybe yeah. in school or just by doing it it was actually a lot by doing uh my dad yeah. never went to school for farming I wanted to ask well isn't a big cultural like I feel maybe I could be wrong but isn't family a big virtue in Japanese culture yeah it is it is I was gonna say like kind of to add that family and I feel like we're very collective in that um we kind of make decisions together not one of us makes the one decision we kind of go overlap with each other or talk about it you know that's good yeah mm -hmm. like you talk about the decision people give out ideas and then maybe a unanimous yeah. decision or all together like okay this is what we're gonna go with definitely yeah <laughs> mm-hmm Awesome. I, I really do enjoy learning about this. And now that you say that your sister and doesn't your dad write too? Yeah, he does. My dad does write for the Fresno Bee and um, he has at least seven books out, I believe. I want to read it now <laughs> just because I'm starting to get more into farming and growing myself. I just bought a home about six months ago and I'm even learning how the environment is in my own home of like shade versus sun and the yeah. soil and all of that so I'm I'm all intrigued now I think I actually do have a peach tree but it's probably not as uh 
not as well equipped and ready to produce peaches. It's a baby tree. It's okay. <laughs> but so I'm like, I got to learn from the experts. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. How was this year in COVID or the fires? Did those affect the crops? Um, California fires. Those are pretty intense with all the smoke. Yeah. Um, I remember the California fire. Like I remember during the summer, was, the air was just so um, horrible, you know, with all the fire and smoke. But um, with COVID, it actually did not affect our farm too much because um, we uh, mainly have just one uh, employee throughout the whole year. It's uh, that and my dad and my sister and I. So, yeah. And we tend to have more of a smaller scale. Uh, operation in that sense <laughs> does it get yeah. dispersed to only fresno like or yeah. bigger than the central valley or maybe a little bit further out it's actually uh bigger than the valley we send our fruit to uh la san francisco and some uh get to arizona and new york wow i love that and that's considered small scale congrats <laughs> thanks <laughs> you're doing it thanks <laughs> well also i'm wondering ruby if he means employee wise oh yeah like yeah employee -wise. like how many em employees in total with your family do you think are are there on a weekly or daily basis on a daily weekly basis i'd say two to three people are working you know and to service all those areas yeah wow, that's yeah. amazing but uh the only difference is during the summer we have uh two two or three more workers that help us pack peaches and uh harvest the peaches and apricots as well is drink. that because that's the season kind of the packing season yeah it is, it is. And uh, we tend to work with uh, other families that bring their families in to help us. So, <laughs> you know. So That's an amazing I experience. You're helping out a local farm, but also learning how to pick peaches. I actually had a question because I've heard a rumor that some of your peaches might have been in the craft beer locally oh, or around. How do you use the peaches? Yeah, so... Um, uh, Tioga Sequoia does use our peaches for their uh, brewery. Uh, That's exciting. Yeah, I think it's called uh, Of the Orchard or something like that. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, and then there's uh, some other uh, breweries that we um, have our peaches go to in Southern California uh, called uh, Salador Ales and uh, I forgot what other companies and then uh, they're starting to make kombucha out of our peaches and uh, nectarines. It is called From the Orchard. Yeah. Is, yeah, that's delicious. Fresh. Yeah. I love when real fruit is being used. I like the stone fruit in kombucha. We actually were traveling recently and in Ojai, this kombucha bar, Revel Kombucha Bar, did a, a float with coconut ice cream and then they poured the kombucha on top oh awesome and they use their local um little mandarin oranges pixies <laughs> they were so good and they were we saw the real ones too they were selling them on stands all over the mm -hmm. town awesome 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. To get back to your uh, question about like where else our fruit goes, we also sell locally right from our house during the summer, and you have to be on our uh, email list to be on. Ooh, that. private VIP. <laughs> yeah. And so basically, you can just visit our website at www.mosmoto.com. Oh, okay. We'll have yeah. to sign up for that. Signing yeah. up right after this. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love summer fruit season in Fresno. Everyone's yeah. selling. You see it. You're like, this is picked locally and fresh. So I can't wait to come and stop by and have <laughs> a bite of your peaches. Summer, summer fruit, I'd say is the best. <laughs> when does the season officially start, even if it's prematurely for the peaches and all the stone fruit? So uh, harvest typically starts in about like mid-May and uh, ends in August. But I would say uh, we work on the trees and the farm all year long. There's never a uh, stopping point. It's always work. Off season is really keep going season. <laughs> yeah, basically. Stopping. Yeah, basically it's like right after peach season comes raisin season. So then we have to start doing that and then I would say winter time is kind of like our down time in quotations <laughs> but still we have to like prune the trees you know uh, just the fields and the behind the scenes of yeah. continuing the growth or end yeah. product of what you're gonna have yeah <laughs> okay so earlier you had mentioned Coriel that the family all takes positions to run and operate the farm. Would you mind going into more detail about that? Yeah, I could uh, go more into detail. So I'll start off with my mom. She does more, more of the work during the summer. She helps uh, pack the peaches and kind of do quality control. She also helps my dad edit her, uh, his writing. <laughs> she makes other decisions on the farm because we also have a couple other programs like adopt a peach tree and so we have to go over applications and who to accept and who not to accept and uh, she does a lot of those little behind the scenes things uh, we also have like a cookbook so my mom and sister had a big role in that and then my sister Nikiko I would say she is starting to uh, do more of the management of our uh, workers. And she does payroll, uh, she does tractor work. Um, basically like she's uh, my dad's apprentice. Right hand <laughs> yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah, right hand Love woman. that. Yeah. Then my dad basically does everything from like looking at the quality of peaches during the summer, the farm work, shoveling, uh, you know, uh, working on equipment if it needs uh, fixing or, you know, he just does everything. And then me, what I do is uh, during the summer when we're packing peaches, I am basically managing the, sh the shed. Uh, what that entails is like I'm swapping the uh, boxes of peaches to for the workers to pack. And then I stamp the boxes, stack the boxes, and look at the quality control. And uh, that yeah, is basically all the things we do. <laughs> and don't you do a bit of the marketing aspect too? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say like all of us do a little bit of um, the marketing on social media. My sister does a lot behind uh, on the um, social media and website. So it's yeah. a great website, by the way, and I love all the different programs and things your farm offers, like the adopt a tree or the cookbook. All of it is there and accessible yeah. to read about and learn about. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, like my sister has put a lot of work behind the website to make it functional and like make it look presentable. <laughs> and so besides helping on the farm and that just being a huge part of your life, what else do you do, Coria? Yeah, uh, right now I'm actually in grad school at Fresno State. Uh, I'm studying uh, social enterprise, which is basically a uh, nonprofit or uh, solving social problems through business yes I love social enterprise my tower vegan treats I sell vegan banana bread mm -hmm. is also a social enterprise so awesome. I donate five percent back to Fresno State student cupboard mm -hmm. and it helps fight um, like food insecurity for college students awesome. so my banana bread I hope really will grow and hopefully be on other college campuses in California yeah that'd be awesome yeah I would even say like uh our farm has isn't is a social enterprise in itself too because we do a lot of things for like for the community we're more socially motivated than economics you know i mean of course like we yeah. need to make money but like you know even with our workers we make sure they're um paid well like uh that they have access to resources um you know things like that even like with uh covid you know we made sure that they're able to get the vaccine. We're all able to get vaccinated because we're farm workers, which was nice. That's amazing. That's great to hear that everyone's, mm -hmm. you know, treated as part of the family. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting everything that they need. Mm -hmm. We love that. I also yeah. do like that they prioritize the vaccines because I'm a high school teacher mm -hmm. and I think I was supposed to get it around the same time as ag workers. And then they put mm -hmm. it first because more of the rural areas weren't having as much um, access to it compared to teachers just go to CVS, Rite Aid, wherever. Yeah. And so that, that was exciting to see in the news and to actually hear that it was able to happen quickly Yeah. and distribute there. So I forgot to ask earlier, but where is the farm located? Oh, yeah. Uh, the farm is located in Delray, California, 10 minutes away from Sanger. It's like right in the center between Selma, Fowler, and Sanger, and then 30 minutes away from Fresno. So. Not too bad. Which stores can we buy your fruit at locally? Uh, locally, we actually don't sell any peaches to any of the markets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> gotta get on the email <laughs> yeah you have to be on the email for that so it's more uh widely distributed to the cities and we also give some of our fruit to parma restaurant in fresno and so she makes some stuff out of our peaches and puts on her menu so oh wait i have one more question what's that any recipes or any family recipes with your fruits that you guys grow uh, we have some family recipes and that's why we created a cookbook because my sister and mom got into cooking and there's all kinds of different peach recipes in there. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, guess what? 
now it's time for rapid fire. All right. <laughs> We're gonna ask you some quick questions. You gotta think quick on your feet and you'll answer them fast. What's your All favorite right. fruit? Go. Peaches. Oh. <laughs> yeah, peaches. Oh, I'm, do you like how it's supposed to be fast and I'm all like slow? Okay, uh, <laughs> what's your favorite go-to dish to make? Fried rice, I'd say. Ooh, yum. Yeah. What does being a farmer mean to you? Uh, I'd say legacy, family, and kind of providing the food of the earth, I guess. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Legacy's yeah. a good one. You're yeah. quick at this. Okay, uh, one more. Your favorite seasoning to use? Favorite seasoning? I don't really have a favorite seasoning, but I guess sriracha. <laughs> mm, yes, that you go on the fried rice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on to our show today. We had so much fun interviewing you and getting to know more about your family farm and how you do so much for our community. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. And just for our listeners, how can we learn more about you? Can you share the website or any social media? Yeah, go to our website at uh, masamoto.com. Uh, how you spell that is M-A-S-U-M-O-T-O. You can follow me on uh, Facebook um, or Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is peachboy55. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how you can follow me if you want to find out more. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you so much to Corio and introducing us to his family farm. If you didn't already know about it now, because summer's coming so soon and we love staying nice and cool during the hot Fresno, Abigail is going to give us a nice recipe of the week. Here we go, Abigail. Hit us. All right. So thank you, Ruby. I love how you say a nice recipe because this is peach nice cream. And so this recipe is by theprettybee.com for precise ingredients and measurements. But here it is. It's very simple. One of my go-tos because Fresno gets hot. And like Corio said, peach season is coming up in the beginning of May. So get ready to make this for your family at the next barbecue or just for a sweet little treat at the end of the day. So the ingredients are two bananas cut and frozen. So you need to do that prior to maybe earlier in the day. And then two cups of sliced peaches frozen as well. So first you got to visit the Masumoto farm, get your local peaches, freeze them up, and then a tablespoon of natural maple syrup. That's it, everyone. Three ingredients, okay? And so what you do is after you freeze the banana and peaches, you put it in a food processor or blender, and it will start to break down, okay? So continue to process it until the fruit becomes very smooth and creamy. Sometimes I'll add a dash of non-dairy milk to help it become more creamy and liquidy. 
and then you get to enjoy it. Maybe top it with some more fruit and drizzle local honey on top. There you have it. Peach nice cream. Nice for your tummy and super sweet and nice for you. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And to remind you, you can always support us on patreon.com slash taste and tell. And as always, if you have some recommendations on who to interview next or some local businesses that go with our values, message us on Instagram at valleygirlstasteandtell. Have a good night or day. We love you. Bye. We love you. Bye. See you next time. Keep following and subscribe. Thanks to those that have supported us and helped contribute to this podcast. Original music by Micah Byers. Score mixing by Jason Suda.